This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors at Loserpool. Be the last man standing and win a thousand pounds guaranteed at loserpool.com. For all your taxi needs, download the ADT Taxi app on your smartphone and book your taxi now at ADT Taxis. Do you enjoy betting against your mates? Then it's time to check out Who Knows Wins. Who Knows Wins are changing the culture of gambling by making it social. They have removed the bookies from the equation and now you can bet on sports against your mates and friends. It's a great way to rake in the cash from your friends and have a bit of banter along the way in the chat section. No odds, no bookmakers. This is all about the prediction on sporting events. The more you know, the more you win. Download the app on the Apple Store or Google Play Store. For more information, visit their website at whoknowswins.com. Welcome to this week's episode of the 100% LCFC podcast, hosted up on SoundCloud, iTunes, and also as a video on our YouTube channel, Leicester Fan TV. Also visit our website at leicesterfantv.com. Today's show, I've got a, a little feature from the Love Sport radio interview that was taking place last night, and I've also got Phil Holloway again on the line, and we're going to catch up with Phil about all Leicester-related content, including Liverpool fixture and talking about the who knows wins app and uh i won at the weekend <laughs> no bragging phil no bragging phil how are you mate are you okay i'm pretty good lee i'm pretty good how are you yeah you know i'm 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 considering we lost on a 95th minute it was a bit of a dodgy pen i really i thought it wasn't the uh most obvious of penalties was it all Brighton, yeah, it's it's annoying, isn't it, Lee? I think that's how we're all feeling. It's annoying. All Brighton probably could have kicked the ball out for a corner, put it in the stands, taps it back, and then Casper sort of half comes out. I think All Brighton thinks Casper's going to come and get it. He does touch Mane, doesn't he, Mane? 
Yeah, it shouldn't have been there really, Michael Brighton. He shouldn't have been in that position, to be honest. It should have, the ball should have been out of the stadium. But Mane makes a meal of it, and I, I don't. I think my frustration Lee, is not that the ref gives it, because I think if I was the ref in real time, I could see why he's given it. My frustration is, what what have we got VAR in the game for? If they're going to review it, look at it in slow motion, and then and then still give it. Yeah, I think VAR, mate, it's um, it's become a bit of a, a more of a supportive thing for decisions already made and not going against what the refs made, if that makes sense. Yeah, which doesn't seem to be the way most fans would like to see it used. If, if, if there's a goal disallowed or a goal given or, or some sort of big decision that the refs got wrong because he's seen it once in a fraction of a second while he's running up and down the pitch, I think everybody really would forgive a ref for getting things wrong, but... You'd think VAR, when the, the, the blokes in Stockley Park have got the chance to review things from multiple angles and in slow motion, that is where... what I just don't see what's the point of them if they're just going to back the refs up every time. No, it, it's annoying, mate, and I don't I don't see where VAR is going to go, to be quite honest. If, if this is what we've got, I'd rather not have it. Well, in the games, Lee, you know, when we've been down the King Power together and that, it... it we haven't got the foggiest what's going on in the ground. The communication by the big screens is almost non-existent. Um, you get this weird situation where when you score a goal, everybody celebrates. You do all the jigging around, jumping around. And then you, you have to wait after time to see if it's a goal or not. And then if it's disallowed, suddenly it's almost like it's not like not scoring a goal because it almost gives the other team the impetus. Now, we've had that work for us in a good way against... Spurs, but you could see they went 2 0 up in their minds, and then suddenly, when it was like 1 0, it was like we had almost scored half a goal, and it gave us that turnaround to go and to go on and win the game. It does turn games around, mate, and uh, and uh, for me as well, you, you've just mentioned it, it ruins the atmosphere in games. You're celebrating, you spent two minutes clapping and cheering, and, and then a screen comes up saying, no, it weren't a goal, lad, sorry. It's just, it's, I'm not enjoying it whatsoever. But... I think if they could show us some of it, Lee, at least, yes. it involves the fans. I mean, they're looking at it at Stockley Park, wherever that is, miles and miles yeah. away. Um, if people are watching it on TV, if it's a live game, or we know people watched up on streams that they shouldn't be doing. So people who aren't at the game understand what's going on. Us idiots, us mugs who pay the money and spend the parking money and the beer money and everything and go to the matches, we're left to the side and not given any information. We don't know during the game why things are being reviewed, why they've gone one way or the other. Yeah, I, I, like I said, mate, I just don't. I think we are disconnected from the system. We need to be. We need to be shown what's going on. There needs to be more of a connection with the fans than just two minutes waiting. Some then some dodgy screen saying no goal. It, it's not good. It's not good enough for me. It's not. It's not enough. And I don't even know what it's like on the TV because I, I, I've just not seen a VAR decision on TV yet. I've never actually watched a game where there's been a VAR decision. Now, what I don't get, Lee, is the Mane penalty. Was it or wasn't a penalty? Uh, VAR has backed the ref up and given the penalty. Virtually every other pundit, all the guys on Match of the Day, Gary Lineker, um, Danny Murphy, Alan Shearer, those three all said it wasn't a penalty. I've heard countless other um, pundits on different stations say it wasn't a penalty. So it feels like VAR and the ref are the, are the only ones who really, and obviously every biased Liverpool fan, think it was a, a, a penalty. <laughs> biased yeah look I could turn this around though mate and say 
if it was at the other end of the pitch and Vardy got a tiny little touch and went down in the 95th, I think we'd all be screaming for a penalty as well, right? Yeah, of course we would. At the match, yes, you would. And I'd be screaming at the ref to give it. But if you did... We've seen Jamie Vardy... Look, we've seen Jamie Vardy and I've certainly seen James Madison go over far, far too easy, embarrassingly at times. But when you watch it in slow motion, you go, yeah, come on, mate, you're diving. <laughs> That's where I hope VAR would come in, Lee, and, and go back and almost book people for pulling the wool over the ref's eyes. Because, like I say, at, at 90 miles an hour in the 94th minute at Anfield, it's not easy for a ref to see it. But I don't expect him to always see it. That's what we thought VAR was coming in to sort out. Yeah, I think... Until it improves, mate, I'm against it myself. Um, but moving on from VAR, we've got the international break now. And is there anything you can tell me that you're excited to see uh, for the England lineup? Well, I guess the big question from Leicester's point of view is will James Madison get his first uh, t game time? Which, considering how consistent he's been over the last, well, 15 months for Leicester. Yeah. I think he's got a top assist. He's scoring yeah. goals week in, week out now. Um, looks a really good number 10. Um, he hasn't had any England game time in that uh, period. And yet other other players, who is it, Mason Mount or yeah. from Chelsea, has had, had had six games where he's done, done well in, but straight into the England side. And a few others as well where you go, hang on, I think uh, James Madison's been consistently decent, but not really getting much of... It looks it looks like he's not quite in favour with Gareth Southgate. I think it's just because he's not at a top six side, mate. And I think we will be a top six side eventually. I really do. I, that's that's my that's my belief in the club and where we're going as a club. But that's a, probably another a chat for another time. Um, I don't want Madison to play, Phil, because of the knock that he had. I don't want him to... to, to create any more you know problems for his Leicester game against Burnley because I'm hoping he'll be fit for the Burnley fixture yeah I, well I know what you mean I, I don't think he will play late I don't think he'll play on Friday against uh, it's Kosovo isn't it or, yes uh, I don't think he'll play against them at all um, maybe he'll come on it's Bulgaria it's on Bulgaria Monday. isn't it on Monday yeah yeah if we've already qualified on Friday uh, which we would do, I think, if we get a decent result against Kosovo. No, I think, is it the Czech Republic? I think. I think it's the Czech Republic. The Czech Republic, yeah. Sorry, Lee. Uh, yeah. Um, if we beat them, then Bulgaria on Monday, I would expect to see James Madison would get a little bit of game time. Yeah. Are you invested in the England football now, Phil, or not? Or is it still club first over anything? Uh, I'm splitly. It's definitely. I think for most fans, it's going to be club first. Yeah, but I, I'm a big, I'm a big, big England fan. I, I'd love to see them win the World Cup. Obviously, I know you think I'm anciently old, but I don't remember that because <laughs> I, I, I wasn't born. I didn't want to say anything, Phil. I didn't want to bring um, that up again on the podcast that you're old and I'm not. Yeah, well, I knew you'd say that. Only well, maybe when you were just like a wee lad, you remember the the Euro '96. Yeah, stuff? I, no, I still, yeah, I, I was nine, going on ten, I think, when that when that happened, and it was probably the best reception we've ever had at Wembley in terms of fans, uh, loud chants and screw. Oh, it was just amazing. It was a great event to watch. Probably the best one in my time, to be honest. Yeah, I think. Well, again, because you won't remember uh, Italian '90. <laughs> well, I, I, I was alive. But I don't really remember it. I just remember. But listen, <laughs> both those two leagues were great. Yeah, um, Phil. It is international break time, and I've got to talk about who knows wins because we played each other on the Who Knows Wins app last week, and I won. 
Um, so, yeah. <laughs> but there was there was a problem. We didn't get anyone to play, and that's because of the links problem. Uh, can you tell us about a better way to play with this app for well, us? Well, we'll be sharing the links again, so people need to sign up, and then uh, we've spoke to the guys at Who Knows Wins, and they're going to help us out. They're going to make it easier for people to find the different links. So, as from either this week or next week, it should be much easier for people to sign on. Just click on the link again, and you'll find it. But from next week, I think, not this week's games, but next week's, it'll be far, far easier for people when they uh, sign up. And it's free to sign up. Yeah, it's free to, when free they to sign, sign up. up They'll be able to find it because it, they'll see it as Leicester Fan TV's um, league and they can see you and me on there and they can try and beat us. So see if they can do it this week. It's international break. Um, but next week it'll be a lot easier when it's back to the Leicester fixture, Burnley and those games. Right now, Phil, I do have the, my phone on me right now. Um, I'm just looking at the app in front of me. And uh, this week, you've done the international ones. So for you listeners, you can join in and play it against me and Phil. Um, it's £5 buy-in pot. Uh, the winner gets, at the moment it says here, 60% share. Um, and the runner-up is 40% share. Uh, the fixtures are Nev the Netherlands versus Northern Ireland, Russia, Scotland, Czech Republic, England, Georgia, Republic of Ireland, and Wales and Croatia. Now, I can't see what you've picked, mate, but I I'm going to tell you now as the the what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Holland win. I'm going to go for a Russia win. I'm going to go for a an England-Czech draw. Uh, I'm going to go for Ireland to beat Georgia and Croatia to beat Wales. And that's it. Yeah. I think I'm pretty close to you, Lee, on those. Apart from I am going for an England win. I think England will win. And um, what was the Russia one? Who were Russia playing? Scotland. Uh, do you know what? I think I've gone for a Scotland win on that. Oh, okay. Well, that's good because that means one of us is going to lose. <laughs> So you can win money off me again, Lee. So if you guys want to play, um, the, the listeners and the, the viewers on YouTube, if you do want to play, join us in on the Who Knows Wins app and join the Leicester Fan TV League and £5 a man, you're in. And you can take me and Phil's money because we're both rubbish at this, aren't we, Phil? We are, yeah. <laughs> right, uh, coming up on the next part of the segment, we have the interview with Love Sport Radio. Your accumulator letting you down again. You've cashed out early. And you just can't win. Prehistoric football coupons? Nah. Have a think about it. Why not play a new way? At Loserpool. Pick a loser and win a thousand pounds in a last man standing tournament. Be a loser and win at Loserpool. Enter for free now. Visit loserpool.com. Okay, we're back on part two of this podcast. Hey, or WhatsApp on the same number. We want to hear from you. Well, as always, I am delighted to be joined by Lee Chappie from 100% LCFC Live. Lee, where do we begin? We have to talk about that game on the weekend. 2-1 to Liverpool. It could have been so different. Statistically, maybe Leicester didn't have many shots on target, but they nearly came away with a point. How close was this fixture? Very close. I mean, I, I still feel like we should have at least took a point home, to be quite honest. Um, I was a bit knocked uh, from the 95-minute you know, penalty that was given away uh, over the weekend. Um, I'm not sure if it was a penalty or not. I I'm still debating on it, to be quite honest. It's, it's one of those, you know, Michael Brighton shouldn't have been there. 
mm. to be quite honest. He wasn't in the right... He's not in the right position. He's, he's, gave, he's gave things away in that position before when Claude Piel was playing him at right-back a couple of times, if you remember those days. Um, <laughs> so, he, he, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, so, he shouldn't have been there in the first place for me. He should have just got rid of it. Got rid. Should have been in Rosehead. Well, it, you know, when you look at the game, you know, it depends what angle you take, isn't it, Lee? Because you could look at it and go, you know, Leicester haven't, didn't have many shots on target, didn't create much in the game. So people go, Liverpool, you know, deserved winners, worthy winners for their three points. But any time it's 1-1, you can see the penalty in the 94th minute. Leicester have got to be looking at themselves going, we should have really hold on for a point. From that standpoint, it wasn't a good one to let go, was it? No. Uh, we did everything that we possibly could to get something out of that game. And we threw it away in the dying seconds. And that was heartache for a lot of Leicester fans. Um, I think the big redemption was probably the following day with Man United losing to, mm. to Newcastle. And probably Man City also losing as well. I think that, that helped, to be honest. Yeah, and, what, and let's actually mention that penalty because you did bring it up there. You know, Marnie, you're saying uh, it looked like... Uh, well, according to Rogers, that he made m- m- more of the contact, oh. made 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 a big deal of it. You know, uh, he's talking of VAR. It's hard for them to overrule any decisions once the referee has given it. Uh, what, what were you making of there? Because VAR already played such a big part in 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 the early stages of this season. Exactly, uh, the VAR is something I still think that we're all got to grasp and get get used to. Which is like it's more to support a referee's decision than go against it. Um, it, for me, it was. I'm going to say it, I don't care if I get ridiculed or not. I don't think it was a penalty. I think he made a meal of it. To be honest, I think he felt the tiny contact, and and down he goes. It was it was like a fly on your shoulder, but you you shout out and you got stung. No, it was a fly, mate. Chill. <laughs> no, Lee, that's exactly what we want on this station. We want you to be giving your opinion, giving your view. We don't want no one sitting on the fence. You don't think it was a penalty. You say it just. <laughs> He just met, he just felt the contact, and I, I know you know all the all the top lads like Alan Shearer and whatnot that you know strikers Gary Lineker on match of the day and all that will say, oh, if you mm. feel contact, you got you know a right of falling down and, and making something of it. But come on, this is a contact sport. Yeah, we have lost a little bit of our weight in that because we're seeing fouls not given, fouls given, still players making loads of it. But we were hoping that that other players would get booked when they are doing stuff like this. Let's talk about the loss because can you take anything positive away from that? Because Rogers said, you know, we saw a steal to Leicester in that game. We're showing that we can compete. Let's not forget they were the European champions and we still competed. We looked like a threat even though we weren't having many chances. They did take the one that they did have on target. Did you take away from that game? Because before this game, Lee, everyone was saying, this is a good run, beat Spurs, they're getting the results, they're starting to play this good football, 5-0 to Newcastle. People were talking of this top four finish with Leicester. Have you seen that this game you still can? I think so, mate. I mean, look, we didn't have nowhere near the amount of attempts on goal as they did. Mm. Um, But one thing that I did say on the last show was they passed the ball so much. It's unbelievable. Their stats on the previous game to us was around 700 passes for the game. If you look at the stats back, we're actually neck and neck nearly on passes. It was 490 to 480 passes between the two sides. And that's what I said Brendan Rodgers will need to do. And that's what he did. He got got his play playing the ball, passing the ball, and also winning it back as well. Uh, 19 tackles to 16 tackles. It was good. It was a good game. Possession was nearly equal as well. We held our own against uh, European champions and potentially the Premier League winners this season, I'd say. 
Oh, yeah, a big shout already. Uh, it is international break, though, Nally. We have to look at that. Last time coming out of that international break, you lost the first game to Man United. Is that playing on your minds at all? Is international break, is it come at a good time or a bad time for Leicester? Uh, that's that's a question because we've got a few players that are obviously going to be out on out on duty. Um, a bit worried that Madison's finally going to get his England start, mm. uh, but also get maybe <laughs> get a knock or two because he's still... I'm unsure about his fitness levels because he got left out uh, against um, Spurs. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, sure it's an interesting one now, and I've, I've you know here at Love Sport we do a di- loads of different fan shows for different clubs, and they always say they're delighted when their players get called up. You know, talking of Madison, one I believe should be starting for England. They should almost try to build that side with him at the core. Wonderful talent, but when he has been struggling for form, you know, didn't play the week before. You want him to get full fitness. This is a great chance for him to to recover. You know, rest up and then kick on when you're back. It's almost bittersweet. You want him to start for England, but you don't want that that injury to get any worse do you because he is so integral to Leicester that's the thing um, I'm worried about is that if I, we've been he's been asking for his England's time we for quite some time now mm. and uh, he's, he's just sort of come back from a little knock and <laughs> knowing our luck he'll now get his England debut and, uh, and come back unfit for, for the next match it's just <laughs> it's just the way it goes Typical, all football fans worry about the same things, I can assure you of that, Lee. But it is the international break. What would you say if there has been any negatives, any positives? What are the things that you've been pleased about? And what were the things you would need to work on? What do Leicester City need to work on in this international break to improve? Uh, as in Leicester themselves, I think we still need to improve on uh, on getting more chances taken and, and also putting them to bed. Uh, it, it, although I know we got one goal against Liverpool, but when you look at the stats, it was only really one shot on target. I think we uh, we're talking against Liverpool here, though, right? Um, you know, mm. we, we battered Newcastle five 0 They were poor. Um, don't take that away. You know, we were great, but they were really poor that day. Uh, but against some of the bigger sides like Chelsea uh, near to the start of the season, I think we just need to really work on breaking these bigger teams down and and just. Yeah, and just putting putting goals away. Really, that's 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 all we've got to work on is at the top end. We're top at the top end of the pitch. That's I think it. The, the back line. I think the back line sorted. I think Kags, <sighs> Kaglar, Soyuncu. I don't yep. know what you you got you guys call him there. I call him Kags. Um, I think he's so far t- taken on Harry Maguire's role, and he's just he's flown. He's just flown. He's on his up. He's just he's going to be something else next season. I can see some of the big teams looking at him again, similar to, you know, how Harry Maguire sort of was looked at and off he goes. Well, this I'm just is a bit worried that we get picked apart again. Yeah, Lee, and I wanna I wanna mention that because it's interesting you're saying about players, clubs looking at him, we've seen what happened with Maguire. I wanna flip that on its head a little bit and talk about the manager because I've seen a lot of noise and obviously a, a fair amount comes from social media, but Two teams that could be maybe changing managers, losing managers, again, might not be at all, Spurs and Man United. And then obviously a whole raft of names get mentioned. One of those names is Brendan Rodgers. Could we see a situation maybe further down the line where, you know, if, if United or Spurs want, want a manager, they could be knocking on Leicester City's door? That's correct, mate. However, if we finish, if we finish, that's a big if, but if we finish, say, top four and do secure some sort of European football... He's not going to go nowhere. I'm sure Leicester will, will sign him back down, up his contract, up his money a little bit. Mm. Um, 
I, I, it, I think it's going to depend where we finish at the end of this season, to be honest, on where Bron- Brendan Rodgers lies. Yeah, uh, Lee, I, I do agree with you. I just just to play devil's advocate and offer the other perspective. A lot of a lot of fans are saying because we do a Celtic fan show, and a lot of them are saying, you know, this is the man that Celtic were going for this ten league titles. We know they're trying for their ninth. You know, it, it's great for them. They're a huge club in Scotland, one of the heavyweights, the powerhouses. They left for Leicester. Whatever your argument is, you know, how big are they compared to Premier League clubs? But I give you li- my argument if you want. <laughs> yeah, please do. But just the second part of that question. But then, what if United come? along and this is no disrespect to Leicester or whoever if United the, the, the true giant of English football that we, we say they are and how massive they are is there a worry that maybe he, he could be tempted to go no no mate they're a dinosaur they are the dinosaur <laughs> of the Premier League they are a massive club history is there I respect them for what they've accomplished and achieved but there's something wrong with that club right now lots of players are dead ward They've got everything wrong at the moment, and I don't think any manager is going to sort their problems out. This isn't a Man United show. This is a Leicester show. So move away from that. I No. No, mate. Leicester, uh, ambitious. Tottenham Hotspur, maybe. I, I wouldn't go Man United. Wow, it's interesting. We know that those, those teams could... Uh give him a lot of money to buy to turn that situation uh, around maybe that's what's the attractive option I'm hopeful that Brendan Rodgers will not go anywhere you're so right this is the Leicester City fan show uh, it is an international break so we're not looking to another game to come but it is Burnley when you come back is it the perfect tie to kick off when you do come back Lee? Yeah, um, there's a massive um, uh, movement happening for the Burnley fixture as well, uh, which I'm sure you're probably aware of, which is the uh, anniversary of, of the late Cumber Shy. Um, so that's a, a big public movement uh, made by some of the guys. Uh, Glenn is a big friend of mine um, here. He's uh, making the walk for Fashai happen again. Um, official news will be out as soon as I get it um, and we'll be hopefully giving you some coverage over on Leicester Fan TV and 100% LCFC on that as well on the day. Oh, well, 100%. And also, Lee, obviously, next week is the Leicester City Fan Show. so And that'll be before the Burnley game. We'd love to give you some coverage there and talk all about it and how fans can get involved on the day for that. Lee, as always, though, it's been an absolute pleasure with you. Lee, thank you for giving us a little bit of time tonight on the Leicester City Fan Show. This is the... And that wraps it up for this week's 100% LCFC Leicester Fan TV video and podcast on your platforms. Make sure you hit the subscribe button if you're on iTunes or SoundCloud. And if you're watching through the new YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button as well. That will really help us grow. I'm Lee Chapman. Give me a follow at Lee underscore Chappie. I am done. I am out of here. International break. It's a slow week. See you later. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.